The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions in Sound. For those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week, right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 27 of 2021, and show number 1080, if you're keeping track that way. Well... Join uh, 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 This week, we kick off July with a celebration of the 50th anniversary of the film Dirty Harry. Now, joining me all the way from Ramsgate, England, is co-host Jason Drury. Jason, welcome to the show. Good, good morning. Good morning. Yes, very morning over in, uh, in uh, the UK right now. Yes, the sun's just about to come up. All right. <laughs> well, glad you're here today, and we're going to be talking about... Dirty Harry. Now, Dirty Harry is a 1971 neo-noir action thriller produced by produced and directed by Don Siegel, the first of the in the Dirty Harry series. Clint Eastwood plays the title role in his first outing as San Francisco police detective or police uh, police department inspector, rather, Dirty Harry Callahan. The film drew upon the real-life case of the Zodiac Killer, and as the Callahan character seeks out a similar vicious psychopath. Dirty Harry was a critical and commercial success and set the style for a whole genre of police films. It was followed by four sequels, Magnum Force in 1973, The Enforcer in 1976, Sudden Impact in 1983, and finally The Deadpool in 1988. Now, the script for Dirty Harry, originally titled Dead Right, um, by the husband and wife team Harry Julian Fink and Rita M. Fink, was originally about a hard-edged New York City police inspector, of course, named uh, Harry Callahan, 
who is determined to stop Travis, a serial killer, even if he has to skirt the law and accepted standards of policing, blurring the distinction between criminal and cop to address the question as to how far a free democratic society can go to protect itself. The original draft ended with a police sniper instead of Callahan shooting Scorpio. Spoilers. Um, another earlier version of the story was set in Seattle, Washington. Four more drafts of the script were written. Although Dirty Harry is arguably Clint Eastwood's signature role, uh, he was not top contender for the part. Now, th- this surprises me, actually. The role of Carrie, uh, Harry Cal- I-, I keep putting the, 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 the letters reversed. Harry Callahan. <laughs> Harry Callahan was offered to John Wayne and Frank Sinatra and later to Robert Mitchum, Steve McQueen, and Burt Lancaster. In his 1980 interview with Playboy, George C. Scott claimed that he was initially offered the role as well, but the script's violent nature led him to turn it down. When producer Jennings Lang initially could not find an actor to take on the role of Callahan, he sold the film rights to ABC Television. Although ABC wanted to turn it into a television film, the amount of violence in the script was deemed excessive for television, so the rights were sold to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers purchased the script with a view to casting Frank Sinatra in the lead. Sinatra was 55 at the time, and since the character of Harry Callahan was originally written for a man in his mid to late 50s, and Eastwood was only 41 at the time, Sinatra fit the character profile. Now, initially, Warner Brothers wanted either Sidney Pollack or Irvin Kirshner to direct. Kirshner was eventually hired when Sinatra was attached to the title role, but when Sinatra left the film, so did Kirshner, surprisingly enough. The screenplay was initially brought to Eastwood's attention around 1969. Warner Brothers offered him the part, uh, while still in post-production for his directorial debut for the film Play Misty for Me. Eastwood was given a number of scripts, but ultimately reverted to the original as the best vehicle for him. The character of Scorpio was loosely based, of course, on the real-life Zodiac Killer, an unidentified serial killer who committed five murders in the San Francisco Bay Area several years earlier. Audie Murphy was initially considered to play Scorpio, but died in a plane crash before the decision on the offer could be made. When Kirshner and Sinatra were still attached to the project, believe it or not, James Kahn was initially under consideration for the role of Scorpio. The part eventually went to a relatively unknown actor, at least at the time, Andy Robinson. Eastwood had seen Robinson in a play called Subject to Fits and recommended him for the role of Scorpio. His unkempt appearance fit the bill for a psychologically unbalanced hippie. Siegel uh, told Robinson that he cast him in the role of Scorpio's killer, Scorpio killer, because he wanted someone with a face like a choir boy. Robinson's portrayal was so memorable that after the film was released, he was reported to have received several death threats and was forced to get an unlisted phone number. In real life, Robinson is a pacifist who deplores the use of firearms. In early principal photography, on the film, Robinson would reportedly flinch in discomfort every time he was required to use a gun. As a result, Siegel was forced to halt production briefly and sent Robinson to uh, for brief training in order to teach him how to fire a gun convincingly. Jason, 
your first exposure to Dirty Harry? Well, I didn't see it when it came out because I was two at the time, I think. Um, so there was yep. no chance of me seeing the film then. So I saw the film when I think first time it came out was when I saw it on, on, on television. When I think the BBC showed around half nine week, week, during the midweek or on Saturday evenings. Uh, very typical Clint Eastwood film. You know, it was... Um, Remember, this was a time when the bullet had just come out, and I think Heathwood probably enjoyed bullet so much and wanted something a similar sort of film to right. that in terms of the, uh, the the tough police officer. And also, it's very it's also related also to his one of his first films in the United States after the uh, after the Sergio Leone series, the um, Colgan's Bluff. So, right. uh, it, so he's very he, the, the cop role for Eastwood was very you know came natural to him and. Uh, it, you know the film. I've always watched. I think I've still got a couple of the film here. It's still want. It's still a good film. It still stands up to this day. It's from very good elements. It's some. Is it typical seventies feel to it? And um, and, and you say Andrew, Andrew G. Robinson's performance was so good. In fact, so good he turned into a Kardashian in later life. I won't say about <laughs> that in time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Dirty Harry is one of the one of those classic nineteen seventies police cop drop these crop fillers which you know he does exactly what he says on the team with with some classic iconic lines like the, the do you feel lucky speech and um always worth a watch if you're a big fan of cleanies if you're a big fan of cleanies would you know about this already and it and thanks to, and and it shows how what a good actor eastwood was by turning the character of callahan into one of the most iconic police officers in film history exactly I first became aware of Dirty Harry uh, in the film Sudden Impact. I did not even see, didn't he wasn't even aware that Dirty mm. Harry was even a character back in the 70s. Now, it wasn't until I did a, a, a show much earlier, um, way back in, in the early 2000s, where I actually took the, uh, the, the time to watch the Dirty Harry films. And they are... Of their era, obviously. Yes. Um, definitely, definitely the set, definitely um, smacks of the seventies when uh, when Dirty Dirty Harry and and uh, Max or and um, um, Max and Magnum Force and and yes. the other films. They're definitely of their mm. of their era, and again, s- very much um, speaks to um, Clint Eastwood's um, talent as an actor. To be able to take, first of all, a, a a role of the the man with no name, make that iconic, and then do that exactly the same with Harry Callahan. Mm. He just seems to seems to be able to do that with certain roles. And of course, mm. there's always the the quotable lines in the film. We won't we won't get into that just yet. Yeah, my my first uh, Cherry film, be honest, was uh, The Enforcer. Ah, and I, okay. saw, uh, I thought it was very well, you know, even when I was, I think it was eight or nine or nine at the time when I first saw it. And even then I saw the, the production values were high and um, it was, a you know, a very entertaining thriller. And uh, also enhanced by the performance of Tyne Daly, but we'll get into it probably later on in the, in the show. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed that film and I've always enjoyed watching the, the Harry Callahan character. And that Clint, you know, is it the typical Clint Eastwood man with the growly face, you know, and his, um, and his, and his, 
you know, his, his, thing, his, his battle against society and the wrongs of the justice system. And that's that's how I see it. And every time he, you see Dirty Harry films, he don't, he don't he did disappoint. If you only go, if you, you're, not, you're not expecting kitchen sink drama with these films, you want to see Harry wielding his uh, 44 Magnum. And if he, and even though the film's made of, uh, you know, they're not as down the line are not as good as the original films towards the end of, at the end of these five films but at least you know Eastwood did, did what he was there to do and it was always it was entertaining right well now the music for the Dirty Harry films at least some of them at least most of them actually I'll say in this case was written by Lalo Schifrin now Schifrin was of course well known for his music to Mission Impossible and Bullet you mentioned that earlier Jason uh, Dirty Harry along with uh other soundtracks in the series were released on uh, Schifrin's own label, Aleph Records. And here is some of the music from the 1971 film, Dirty Harry.
moonlight girl Lay some truth on me girl been driving much too long Just take your mask away Halloween season is gone No more last girl Some truth on me, girl. You've been driving much too long. Because I trust that you, my life has turned out all wrong. All I want.
little bit of music from the 1971 film Dirty Harry. That's music by Lalo Schifrin. Now, like I said, I it, it, it's been a, several years since I've actually seen the film. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to find uh, a, a copy to watch before um, the the show tonight. But I do remember watching it, and uh, I, I thought it was a, a solid movie. Um, Eastwood really, really nailed the role of, of Harry Callahan. It's that link he has with Don Siegel, but both were really were good collaborators, and that's one of the great examples of it. Right. Well, welcome back to Visions and Sound. As uh, this week we are celebrating the 50th anniversary, yes, 50 years of Dirty Harry. Now, Magnum Force, the film from 1973, was directed in this case by Ted Post. This film is about vigilante justice, and the plot revolves around a group of renegade traffic cops who are executing criminals who have avoided conviction in court. Despite Harry's penchant for strong-arm methods, he does not tolerate cold-blooded murder of the accused and resolves to stop the killers. In this film, Harry's catchphrase is, A man's gotta know his limitations. Schifrin, of course, returns... Stuck he's in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Schifrin returns to uh, to score this film, and uh, we'll be back in just a little bit, smart Alec.
Wong and McQuaid Musical Instruments is proud to support local musicians by sponsoring Top Track on CKWR. Ask their knowledgeable staff about their full line of guitars, keyboards, drums, brass, strings, and audio equipment, all at unbeatable prices. Check out the Music Education Center featuring highly qualified teachers and private instruction for all ages, levels, and styles. Go to long-mcquaid.com to find out more. People often buy insurance online only to find they don't have the proper coverage after something happens. Not with Jocelyn Insurance. Here you get the convenience of working with us online, in your own time, and the reassurance of being able to visit us at any of our six locations. Plus, if you have a claim, call us 24 hours a day. Jocelyn Insurance. Real people, real protection, a real insurance broker. In Cambridge, Elmira, New Hamburg, Kitchener, Tavistock, and Wellesley. Joslin.com. That's J-O-S-S-L-I-N.com. Princess Cinemas. Kitchener Waterloo's award-winning independent art house cinema. The princess will get you lost in real cinema. From contemporary and cult films to new international, Canadian, and specialty releases. Princess Cinemas. Three screens in Uptown Waterloo, 46 King Street North, and 6 Princess Street West, Uptown Waterloo. There are lots of ways to give pandemic support. Buy merchandise, shirts, totes, bubble vouchers, gift passes, and even princess socks. It all helps, and it's all at princesscinema.com. 80s, 90s, now. The Adult Alternative. 98.5 CKWR. with a little bit of music from the 1973 film Magnum Force. That's music by Lalo Schifrin. 
Well, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me, of course, at visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also find me on the wonderful um, website visionsinsound.ca. I can also be found on Apple Podcasts. If you type in Visions and Sound into iTunes or Apple Music, you can find me under Podcasts. So joining me on this week's show is, of course, uh, um, Jason Drury, all the way from Ramsgate, England. Jason, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show to talk about the yep. various films and scores as uh, as they come at us. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> well, welcome back to Visions and Sound. As this week we are celebrating the fiftieth anniversary of the of the Dirty Harry franchise or the Dirty Harry film series. The Enforcer from nineteen seventy six was uh, directed by James Fargo. In this film, Harry is teamed with a female partner with no field experience. In 1976, American women had only recently been allowed to fill patrol and investigative assignments. Inspector Kate Moore, Tyne Daly, um, joins uh, joins Callahan as they take on a terrorist ring, calling themselves the People People's Revolutionary Strike Force. Harry opposes introducing inexperienced officers to the dangerous of, dangers of police work, whether male or female, and sees the homicide division as too dangerous for his new partner who worked until recently in the personal the personnel development part uh, development though Moore starts out or out in over enthusiastic she soon proves herself valuable to Harry and matures quickly earning Harry's respect in the process and we won't give away the spoilers because I know that uh, uh, there is some some spoilers possible at the end but you can kind of tell by the, the music what 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 happens uh, in this case, yes. the music uh, was was written by Jerry Fielding, uh, different to Lalo Schifrin. Schifrin is just not available, I guess, for the uh, for this film. That is, that is correct. And uh, this was released on uh, on Schifrin's Aleph label as well. So here is some music from The Enforcer.
And with a little bit of music from the 1976 film The Enforcer, music in this case done by Jerry Fielding. And uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, people on the on the feed brought up the fact that uh, yes, same Jerry Fielding that did music for the original Star Trek series, including episodes uh, Trouble with Tribbles and what was the other one, Jason? Um, set, set to Specter of the Gun. Okay, yep. All right, so welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of Dirty Harry. Well, Sudden Impact is from 1983. This was actually directed by Clint Eastwood. Aging, but still bitter, Callahan is sent to a small town to follow up a lead in a murder case, which leads him directly to a rape victim who is out to avenge herself and her catatonic sister by killing the people who sexually assaulted them. Now, the film is notable for this catchphrase. Go ahead, make my day. Schifrin, of course, returns. He's in the room again. Will you stop it? (laughs) (laughs) This time, Schifrin returns, rather, uh, to score the film in this series. So this is Sudden Impact.
And with a little bit of music from the 1983 film Sudden Impact. That's music, of course, by Lalo Schifrin. Well, welcome back to Visions and Sound as uh, this week we celebrate the 50th anniversary of Dirty Harry. Now, last up is music from Deadpool. Uh, the Sorry, The Deadpool. The, the, the Deadpool from uh, 1988, not to be confused with the uh, the Marvel character of the same name. Uh, this film was directed that, that by... That would have been an interesting mashup. That uh, certainly would have. Uh, this film was directed by Buddy Van Horn. Harry finds that he is among the subjects of a dead uh, of a uh, Deadpool, a game betting on the deaths of celebrities. Someone tries to rig the game by killing celebrities on one player's list. I also think that this was the first time I'd ever seen Jim Carrey in a yes. film. I believe this was his his debut. He plays a uh, uh, a drugged uh, drugged out a rock star. And it was also the very first time I'd ever heard Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. So there's that. So after this film, Eastwood would retire uh, from playing Dirty Harry as he felt his age, 58 in 1988, would make Harry a parody. Uh, Now, of course, Lalo Schifrin returns to score the film. So here is some more. Here is some music from The Deadpool. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music by Lalo Schifrin from the film The Deadpool. That's, of course, um, Clint Eastwood's last film. Now, Eastwood publicly announced that he has no interest in acting in another Dirty Harry film. In 2000, he jokingly spoke about potential sequels, Dirty Harry 6. Harry is retired. He's standing in a stream fly fishing. He gets tired of using the pole and ba-boom. Or Harry is retired. He catches bad guys with his walker. So, Jason, um, again, thank you very much for being on, on today's show. What do you got coming up? For you. Well, we've got some interviews coming up soon. Austin Wintery is coming up a two-part interview. Also a two-part interview with Bruce Brotten. And I've also got some archive stuff coming on coming your way too. I'm doing a show with Eric about on a, on a, on a certain label and also a regular archive show is on its way too. So uh, plenty from me coming up soon on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Awesome. Well, before I end off today's show, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. So join me next week as we continue into July, yes, July, and celebrate really? celebrate two very interesting, um, two very interesting anniversaries: the 40th anniversary of Escape from New York, and the 25th anniversary of Escape from LA. Yeah, we can watch a man do an impression of Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay. I'll end off uh, this week's show with some more music from the Deadpool and. I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound. Mm-hmm.